Welcome to Brand Me. I'm Preston Conrad, and on this show, we'll talk all things branding, from launching a product line to owning your side hustle. We'll talk to the movers, the shakers, the thought leaders. What do you say we finally stop focusing on brands X, Y, and Z and focus on brand me? Let's start the show. Hey guys, this is brought to you by Preston Conrad Home, my very own brand, and I invite you to come into our world and experience our five stunning luxury candle scents and our new hand wash collection, and I want you guys to take 10% off. You can take 10% off of any single item on PrestonConradHome.com with the offer code BRANDME. That's PrestonConradHome.com, offer code BRANDME. Hi, everybody. I am so excited for you to be able to listen to a great conversation I had with a friend of mine, celebrity chef and television personality, Elena Besser. Elena is a New York City resident, and she's done an amazing job at kind of reinventing a category for an entirely new generation. She's built her personal brand from the ground up, and she gets into a discussion about how she stands out in a crowded field of legacy personalities and really provides some helpful information and advice when it comes to nailing your personal branding, whether it's color and logo design or social media content and uh, the outputs that you put on your website. So I think you'll find this conversation inspiring, really helpful, and um, it may make you a little hungry. So without further ado, here's Elena Besser. Hi, Elena. Hi, Preston. How are you, my sweet? I'm so good. I genuinely cherish every time we get these little moments together. So I'm so happy to have you on the show. Well, the feeling is mutual, and I'm flattered to be on the show. I would have, if I had 900 different versions of podcasts, I'd find a way to have you on all of them. So just so Uh, you know, you're a forever recurring guest. I know we've talked on podcasts before, but I'm so excited to talk to you about the brand you've built for yourself, Brand Elena Besser, um, that encompasses so much. And it's, I thought my listeners would really enjoy hearing from you on this topic because it's like you essentially have in my eyes, carved a new name out for yourself, a spot out for yourself in a category that's relatively old school, right? Celebrity chef, chef, (laughs) on-air dining, entertaining personality, and you've done it for an entire new generation. And I think it's remarkable. And I would love to hear and talk a little bit about that, right? Like, you know, we know the Martha Stewart's and the Curtis Stones, and we've all woken up on morning television with chef personalities around us our whole lives. But you're doing it for this new generation of cool, millennial, aspirational tastemakers. And what has that process been like? Like, how has it been cracking the code for a new group of people in a market that has been around for a while? Oh, man, that's a great question. I would say that, you know, the main thing in general when building a brand and especially with building brands that are personality driven is really just the authenticity of being yourself. Um, I would say that's kind of how I've built it. I love cooking. I love to eat. And all of those old school chef personalities have been an inspiration to me my entire life. Mm -hmm. And I'm just taking what they've done and putting my own spin on it. So yeah, I live in Brooklyn. I am a millennial. I love beautiful things. I love fun experiences with my friends. And I love cultivating a beautiful experience for the people that I love, that is sensory engaging through the tablescape to 
what we're eating to what we're drinking to how that dish looks. And honestly, that's really just how I've gotten to build this fun, different brand. And I have also been very unapologetic too. I think that's important going back to being true to yourself. Totally. I mean, did you feel like there was anything in some of these um, legacy names that we all grew up with or, or you watching on TV? Did you feel like there were things missing that as a young person, you you thought maybe there were opportunities that weren't being taken as far as the next wave of celebrity chefs and personalities? Did you find that there was like some some holes there that you could fill? Yeah, definitely. I think that a lot of the time especially with how food television started out. It was very, here's a recipe, here's how you follow it. And now I think that with the stuff that I try to bring into the mix, I want to give people confidence to be a badass in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And I want to help them make restaurant quality food in their own house without ordering takeout. And I think a lot of the time... Wait, by the way, that sentence, do you have that written down somewhere? I actually do. It's on my website. (laughs) Okay. I mean, that that brand statement, all the years I've known you, that was such an amazing, concise way of putting it that I'm like, holy fuck, that's Elena. Sorry to interrupt you, you, but... Thanks. Okay, badass in the kitchen and go ahead. And confidence to make restaurant quality food instead of ordering takeout. So I think that the missing piece, thank you. The missing piece is you don't necessarily need to follow a recipe to a T. If you know some fundamental cooking techniques, you can open up your refrigerator, see what's inside and make something amazing for yourself. I think that a lot of people get tripped up, especially in the millennial generation of wanting every single piece of information and freaking out about going rogue and possibly messing something up because we have so much information at our fingertips. Mm -hmm. And for me, when it comes to cooking, I'm like, okay, there are very few... (laughs) moments in our day where we can engage all of our senses. We're so digital. We're so on our computers, on our phones constantly. So if you have that moment to cook and really engage in your senses, then you can make something great. Touch, taste, smell, the way that it looks, the way that the heat is affecting how it's cooking. I think that that is something where I I always try to say to people, engage your senses, have fun in the kitchen. And if you mess up, what's the worst that's going to happen? Oh, you burnt something. I burn stuff. Just start yeah. over. It's okay. <laughs> Did you always have such a clear mission statement for your personal brand? Like when when you were like, I'm going to break into this world, because I know you come, came from a performance background and then you found your way through the restaurant world and then you launched your personal brand, Elena Besser. Were you kind of like toying around different kind of mission statements or different points of view for your personal brand? Or were you like, this is what it is from the jump? Well, you know, I think there's a lot of pressure as a personality to find what your mission is and find your shtick. Yep. And I've gotten a lot of feedback from people in the past saying, you're great. You're interesting. You're fun. But like, what is your thing? Like, what do you do? And 
there definitely was a lot of pressure around that and figuring that out for myself. Um, but I think that as time progressed and as I tried different things, it all just fell into place. And what it really came down to was not putting so much pressure on myself to figure out what my brand is and instead focus on the stuff that I love that I'm really good at that I know other people could identify with. Which ended up becoming your brand, right? There's all this talk right now on Instagram and on social about, you know, if you want to grow, it's all about niche. Niche, 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 like yeah. a niche, stay in that lane, which is funny. So the pressure comes from trying to find this niche and you're like, let me just do me. The niche will find its way to the surface. And then that lovely mission statement came out that is on your website. Do you find that that kind of brand statement of Elena that that's on your site, is that something that you kind of have to like gut check often? Like if an opportunity comes your way that you're like, mm, it doesn't really fall into my brand kind of ethos do you do you reference it a lot as like a brand check I think it's important to reference it for sure um and yeah there are definitely I think when opportunities arise what it really comes down to is saying is this something that I can be proud of and something that I'm passionate about I mean growing up my dad would always say to me when finding your career because he's an entrepreneur as well he would say Find something that you love, that you're really passionate about. Mm -hmm. Do you think you can be one of the best in the world at it? And is it something that you can be really proud of? And if you have those three things, then you're golden and you're good to go. So um, that is really the check that I try to go through in my work every day is, can I make sure that I'm passionate about this and that I'm proud of it and that I can be really good at it. One thing I think you're really good at speaking of amongst many things (laughs) is, and I've always, I know I've like reached out to you about this, about other random things, but um, about physically branding yourself. I'm talking colors, logos, website design, and um, it, it just feels Elena Besser. And I can't describe it. And even when I first met you, it just felt like, the first day I met you in that dressing room at Amazon Studios. How, tell me about what that process was like. Cause I think a lot of people listening maybe are like a you or like a me and they're like, okay, I'm ready to do my own thing. What are my colors? What, what does my name look like as a logo? What would my website even be? Um, if for anyone listening, if you haven't checked out Elena's things yet, website, social, YouTube, I'll look at it all and you'll notice in two seconds how cohesive it all is. Um, tell me about that process a little bit, developing your branding once your brand was ready. Yes. So it's a journey figuring out like exactly <laughs> what that's going to look like. you're a perfectionist I think- too. You're like oh. me. You, you like, you, yeah, you like it to be like perfect or, or it's not happening. <laughs> Precisely. And I would say that at times I need to, it's part of the reason why, like I, it's a blessing and a curse for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. well for me, I think that when developing my visual aesthetic, I always really loved fun, bright, colorful things. Like my first screen name was sparkles are cool. I, yep. Yep. That's what it was. And, um, it, is just something that I've always loved. I've loved the 
the fun playfulness of sparkles and color. And my grandma used to like make me dance skirts that were all different sparkly sequin colors. And I had every single color of Dorothy ballet slippers that you could possibly oh imagine. God. So for me, color's always been a really big part of how I see the world. And mm-hmm. food is really colorful. Mm-hmm. And for me, I do think that in traditional restaurants and traditional culinary, there are like very muddied colors. It's very neutral. It's like artisanal. Yeah, really. Exact. So I wanted to shake that up a bit. And that's kind of how I got to my overall brand and the way that it looks today. Uh, Another thing too that I was interested in was saying, okay, there's this stigma around like being a woman in the kitchen and like the old school housewife. Mm -hmm. And how can we shake that up a bit and be like, this is the new school housewife um, because I'm anything but a housewife yet all the things I love would be filed under the category housewife. And (laughs) so, right. So that's where it all started. And I actually, um, I worked with a collaborator, creative friend of mine. His name's Jackson Cook. You know him. You've also worked with him um, to build out my website and my branding. And originally it started as like a very updated version of like Jetsons, like muted colors, but definitely that like Jetsons, like futuristic yet old school look. Mm -hmm. And we were working through the branding and I just kept saying him over and over again. I was like, I feel like I want more movement in these colors. Like it's just not where we're getting there, but it's just not exactly where it needs to be. And then it all of a sudden hit me. I was like, gradients, like colors, iridescent gradients. Like, and as soon as we found that we just completely ran with it. And I think that's really where the fun spark and unique flair came from. And then We also did some really cool animations that are like little squiggles and things to just like bring everything to life in an even bigger way. Um, I just want to spark that joy and excitement in the kitchen for people. Um, And I feel like... It's approachable too. It's what you mentioned. Like when I think of the chef space, I think of amazing chefs, but I think of like that, um, is his name Jamie Oliver? Jamie, mm-hmm. like that aesthetic that's like dark cement coffee table books yeah. that are like a stone with white writing and there's no color and there's like salt flakes and food, but it's very like serious and and not warm and happy and joyful. Um, so it's really interesting that it's both hip because what you're doing super now, but it's also very welcoming. Thank you. I appreciate that. Do you look to trend? Did you look to being kind of like this new path, um, you know, carver that you are in this space that is a legacied space? Did were you like, okay, I'm gonna make sure that I'm just hitting some boxes on trend when it comes to my branding or what's happening in the marketplace? Or did was that not a thing for you? Was it more about your personal um, taste and um, things that spark joy in you, or did you kind of like think about the masses when building your branding? Um, it was 
mostly around what I love and the things that like spark joy for me. Um, But it's actually really interesting because this branding that I have built, I am kind of starting to explore this idea of, okay, what are the things that I can do to update it a bit, but simultaneously still make sure that it stays true to the original me. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because there's definitely, especially in the food space, like a really specific look and feel right now. It's like, you know, the classic, um, classic colors, big, skinny fonts, um, things that feel colorful, but modern and a little bit more like, I don't want to say it just like very clean, if that makes any sense. Um, complimentary colors is a big thing that people are really into. And I definitely want to make sure that like with the brand that I do create that there are elements that are of the moment and what people all love, but simultaneously elements that can take me into the next phase of my life because totally, I, yeah, I am always going to be changing and evolving. And I think it's important to uh, keep that in mind as well. What kind of step, because I think um, the, even though it was just a quick snippet of what you said, the like, I partnered up with my buddy Jackson, and we kind of came up with this branding. I think a lot of people, especially once they look at your branding, are in the space that they want to be where where you are there and developing their own branding. I know it took me um, many months of consulting with designer friends and um, Pinteresting and mood boards, what would be some steps that someone like could take as to start developing that brand DNA? They're like, okay, I've got who I am, but how the hell do I put it out to the world that looks professional polished, but like still feels me? That's a great question. I think that honestly, like the Pinterest thing is really helpful. Like I'm not a Pinterest person by any means. Um, it's intimidating but, Pinterest. It's like, oh. you can go down a rabbit hole. Yeah, it can be very intense. But I think that the main thing to pay attention to is just like, what are the things that feel that I, again, am passionate about? Like, what are the things that feel really me? And just throw all of that into a an inspo board and then try to pull it back and find all the similarities um, yep. because you will see that there is a direction of what you love and what makes you unique. And you can mm-hmm. start erasing and taking away the things that maybe feel a little bit off. Um, But having a friend to work with is a massive game changer because I personally can get a little bit like in the weeds and in my head about myself and what I like and what other people will perceive. And it's nice to have someone that knows you well, but simultaneously is an outside member looking in. Yeah. to just make sure that you don't get too in your head and also someone that has a design perspective and that understanding of how to take those visuals and put them to um, paper, if you will, put pen to paper. Mm -hmm. So I would say that that was really the, the most helpful thing, but start with a Pinterest board and also too, don't be so hard on yourself. (laughs) Like it's going to go through multiple iterations. I would say we went through like three or four iterations before we finally got to where we wanted to be. And even today I'm still now thinking, okay, what can I do to update it? And we're going through the process again of saying, here's what we like about what I currently have. And Mm -hmm. here are four different new options and things that we may want to integrate 
Um, and it's just always evolving. So don't worry. It's done so well. I love that. I think those are some really great tips. Uh, removing some of the pressure is a really helpful one. I think everyone feels extra pressure right now to stand out amongst competition, especially on socials. Um, but you said something really interesting in the beginning, which I said in that my opening episode was that your personal brand is really about your experience, your expertise, your point of view that sets it apart from anyone anyway. So exactly. What do you, um, I think what another interesting thing about your brand, the Elena Bessa brand, the personal brand is that it's very multifaceted in its outputs. There's social media, there's television, there's streaming, there is web, um, there's paid content from brands on Instagram. How do you kind of Um, Are there any sort of gut checks or any sort of tips you can give to someone that's looking to expand the tentacles of their brand, maybe just out of one silo into many like you, but keeping it all feeling like the same brand voice? Because when I watch you on the Today Show, it feels just like the Elena that I saw on stories five seconds ago and just like the one that I see on YouTube. Like they're all the same brand voice. Any tips there? Because I think you do a good job of keeping the keys, you know, to that brand identity pretty tight. Thank you. When I first started out doing Instagram, like I only did it because I liked to eat and like did I wasn't even in culinary school yet. And like, I loved having my friends over and making like half making a meal for them, like starting with some type of Trader Joe's thing that was basically done and then like making a (laughs) sauce or like grilling vegetables. And I thought I was like, artisanal. Um, and then in my job, it eventually like evolved into us realizing the power of Instagram and like what type of trends and communication can come through it. Um, Mm -hmm. but when I left the media job and went like fully into going to culinary school and cooking in a restaurant, and then when I left that, um, a lot of things changed in the Instagram space and, there was this big portion while I was cooking in a restaurant where people would like go out to eat and take photos of what they were eating. And then it shifted into food bloggers and it's just like always evolving. And for me, where I really found my focus was through creating video content that was in my house with recipes that I was passionate about with a specific hook around like what I wanted to show the world. And what I really wanted to show the world was here are fundamental cooking techniques that you can learn that will allow you to make whatever you want in the kitchen. And so funny because you do that today still in the Today Show. They're all around yeah. like fundamental. This yes. It's so funny. That's, that's probably years ago that you developed what you're saying now, but you still do those things today. Yes. And you're like support for my Besser's Basics show just meant so much to me. I just remember our Amazon days of like you being like, Besser's Basics is the shit. And um, I was like, do you remember, you're the only person I, that watches it. Thank you. <laughs> it was like my ASMR. Like I would sit and like take a CBD dropper and like watch them in like a haze. Like I was obsessed I with you. Besser's Basics. You're but it was, just, it was just another thing <laughs> that you threw into your brand mix that felt on, you know, it's, it's proof. Look, all these things, I think what's interesting is all these things are proof that you can try a bunch of shit for your brand, whether it's TV, Instagram, Besser's basics, writing, blogging, and you can make them all feel like the same brand. 
Exactly. And the most important thing is to be confident enough to be a self-starter because the people that are sitting around waiting for someone to pick them that are like, I know I'm good, but I just need someone to give me the opportunity. Like I used to say that and I realized that no one was giving me any opportunity (laughs) unless I went out and got it for myself. So I set up my camera in my house by myself and I... (laughs) I made sure that the camera was in focus filming myself and I watched endless YouTube videos to teach myself how to edit video and did all of those things that really are what being a brand and creator are all about is it Mm -hmm. looks so fun and glamorous and the truth is it's wildly lonely and it is so (laughs) much work. We do every aspect of it. And on top of that, because we're like front facing personalities, we also, I joke around, everyone's like, your job's so cool. And I'm like, thank you. I love what I do. And I'm so grateful for it. But it's not as easy as everyone thinks. Like, oh, no, producer, stylist. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Stylist, like, you have to grocery shopping food styling, making a swap in advance, setting up the camera, camera operating, lighting, editing. And on top of that, when all that's said and done, we still have to style our clothes and our hair and our faces. So it's just a whole thing. It's Um, learning many, many skills all to support your one skill, you know, (laughs) which is hysterical. Exactly. What, um, have you thought about, have you thought about taking Elena Besser, the brand, the personal brand into Elena Besser, the tactical brand. Any thoughts about future? Is that something that interests you? Maybe launching a product line or turning your following or your expertise into something that people can bring home? Absolutely. Um, That's definitely a big dream. Uh, I think that I'm really fortunate to be surrounded by individuals that are... um, that have their own products like yourself. Um, my husband, it's so weird to say husband. I just got oh, married yeah, a month you're ago a husband and I'm now. still not used to it. <laughs> I'm husband. like, I almost said my fiance and then I was like, no, that's wrong. Um, yeah. He started his own product and I have other friends that have launched their own products and it is so inspiring to see what, individuals like yourself have created and it is a massive labor of love and there are so many components again like it really the theme of any job that you want and anything you want to start there's so many things there's so many to keep in mind in order to make something happen yeah sorry go ahead no i think what's going to happen to you i'm not i'm no uh, soothsayer witch predictor but the way that your personal brand molded itself by you just being yourself, I think your product line is going to do the exact same thing. Because you're probably like me, where you're like, I could do this, I can make it this line, I can make it this collection. And all of a sudden, one day, it's just going to come to the surface, it may already have, and it sounds like it already has, but it's going to be something that's based on your that that's inherent to to you. Yes, absolutely. And I think that that is, I have a few ideas. And I think that the main thing now is just saying, okay, how to make sure that like I prioritize them to build them out. And because I do know how much work goes into building a brand and maintaining a brand. And I want to make sure that when I do it, I am fully committed to it so that it can be as great as I know it can be. 
because it's funny, it's a lot of people don't realize the personal brand will still, that's another company that still has to run aside oh, from yeah. the product brand, right? Like they're almost two separate companies that have to operate. They share the same name, but they have to mm-hmm. like still keep going. They each have a CEO. It happens to be you. And they each have <laughs> creative director and they both are going to happen to be you, but they both have to happen, you know, at the same time. They do. So they do. it's very smart. You're very aware of that now. Thank you. I have some questions that I ask everybody that I want to ask you. First, kind of interaction with a brand or brand memory that you remember that lives rent-free in your head, whether it's from your childhood or something in a pivotal, is there a brand moment that just stands out to you, whether it's a brand you use or not anymore? I'll always remember my first like sponsored brand and it was Nusa Yogurt. Um, They asked me to create a video for them and like an Instagram post. And I was so excited that I got my first brand opportunity. I think I had like three or 4,000 followers at the time. And that's amazing. Yeah. And it was really exciting. And I just remember being so pumped about a cool brand noticing me. Um, So that I'll always remember. I think as far as like old school, like from the time I was little brands, I would say mm-hmm. KitchenAid's been like a really big part of my childhood. Yep. Some of my first memories. And this is like, so every, I feel like every person has said this. So here I go repeating what everyone no. else says. Um, making cookies with my grandma with the toll, yeah. the cookie recipe on the back of the toll house chocolate chip package, which, which by the way, are like the best. They're really good. <laughs> they are. They really are. They're the crispy, the crispy style cookie. Um, but I remember my grandma and I, when my brother was born, we, I had this like kids baking book and we made with the kitchen a like hand mixer, this all blue cake. Mm. And it had ice. It like almost looked like a castle. Cause we had, we took sugar cones and we frosted them and put them upside down and like oh had blue M&Ms all over it. And I just remember it was, the theme was blue, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And it is just really the KitchenAid hand mixer just made the process so much easier. And I will always remember that process. Just, I love asking that question because I mean, whether it was like McDonald's for someone or KitchenAid or Ford, like there's some iconic brands that just live kind of rent-free in your head for some random reason. Yeah. And I like to like collect them all in a pool. So I, I love, I love KitchenAid. Um, and my last question is, is there a, something that you considered at the time, a big old branding failure that you're like, ended up being a really amazing, thoughtful moment or a, a learning moment or something that actually being, ended up being a great moment for you and your personal brand? Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She said, yeah. <laughs> Xander is sitting across the table from me and he is gonna um, be mad at me for saying this. So I love you, babe. Don't divorce me, please. Yes. Um, <laughs> I will never forget post leaving Lilia. Um, I was like, I'm going out on my own. I need to start like filming myself and putting videos on YouTube. And like, I have to figure out what I'm going to do. 
and I'm just going to keep putting myself out there. So I filmed the, he just, he just laughed because he realized what it is. I filmed all of these videos and I remember like I was really exhausted and the videographer that I had come help me for the day, like my alarm, I set it for PM and the next thing I know, she like knocks on the door and I was sleeping and my hair and makeup wasn't ready and I wasn't prepped and it was just like a disaster. And I was like, no, you're going to stay. We're going to film all this stuff. Anyway, I wanted to film like five YouTube videos. And one of the videos that I filmed was we like got it done. We were so proud. But one of the videos that I filmed was how to make celery juice in a blender. And it was, I was tired. I didn't love how I looked, but I spent all of the, I spent like a full day editing this video and Xander looked at it and was like, you shouldn't post that. And I was so pissed at him. I was like, why? He's like, you are better than this. Like, I know how talented you are. And like, it's okay. The circumstances, they weren't right. Don't be so hard on yourself, but like, don't post it. And I was like, you know what? I love you for saying I'm better than this, but I worked all day editing this video. So I'm going to post it. And I posted it. And the video today, I think, has over 600,000 views. Stop. And I get comments on it basically every, like, at least twice a week. I'll get a notification being like, you have a new comment on your how to make celery juice in a blender video. Stop. And it is, like, a massive reason why I have as many subscribers on my YouTube page um, that I do because they all see that video and it's like maybe the first thing that comes up when you search celery juice. Um, and it was the perfect example of something where I was like, this sucks mm-hmm. and it just took off and ended such up such a being blessing, <laughs> such a blessing. So you know what else it is? It's an amazing example of you going with your gut. Yes. And being aware of what your brand puts out and doing it, you know, the worst that happens is you take it down. Worst that happens is you take it down, but you went with your gut. And I love that. And I think that's so important is this idea of like, you really don't know unless you try. And a Mm -hmm. lot of people are so scared to put themselves out there. So they just don't do it at all because they're fearful of rejection and and the ones that are willing to embarrass themselves <laughs> and just know that at the end of the day, they can put their head on the pillow because knowing that they asked, mm-hmm. those are the people that are able to really, um, you know, find success in their career. So I am Googling that video right now and it's going to wa- I'm going to watch it into the evening. So I'm so glad you're leaving me with this gem of celery juice in a blender. And I love every minute we get to spend together. We're running out of time. So I wanted to say thank you so much. How can everybody find you on all of the things you're doing? Let's rattle them off real quick. Okay. People can find me on the Today Show. I'm on, I have a segment called Kitchen Conundrums, which is Ask Elena. You can send in your cooking questions and I'll answer them live on air. Um, so you can watch me on the third hour today. I'm usually on like two to three times a month, which is really fun. And you can find me on social media at Elena Besser. My website's elenabesser.com. My YouTube's Elena Besser. And my TikTok is Elena Besser. So it's pretty straightforward. E-L-E-N-A, 
B-E-S-S-E-R. Um, that's how you find me. And Preston, I love you. Thank you for having me on. You are the best. I love you And I just want you to know, you are one of the individuals in this industry that I am so grateful to have as both a friend and a mentor because every time we hang out and every time I have a conversation with you, I always learn something new and I always feel reinvigorated and re-inspired to go follow my dreams. So oh my thank God. You. that's you're gonna make me cry. That's the nicest thing ever. Um and I feel the same way. By the way, I just put a reels up and I, and you guys, this is proof of why. And it was all about changing your social handle to your freaking name. And yes. that it should be your name. And you would just said, oh it's a little straightforward. It's just Elena Besser, Elena Besser. Guys, that's what you do. If we're building a personal brand, it should be built on your name, not like soft, fluffy, flipper, or slipper, <laughs> 583. It's time to take ownership of your personal brand. And Elena, I think you're setting a great example. So congrats on everything you're doing. Thank you, Preston. Love you. And Thank I'll call you, you soon. Yeah. Congrats on the wedding. We'll do for a catch up. Thanks. Thank you. It was fun. All right, I'll, it I'll was very colorful. Fun. I saw it. It looked beautiful. It was so cool. I mean, I don't doubt anything like, you know, coming from you. It's always beautiful. We just got the pics back. So I'm excited. Xander and I are going to look at them tonight. Well, don't let him to tell you not post them. Post them. Thank you. I I learned my lesson once already. Totally. Go with your gut. (laughs) Elena Besser. Thanks, babe. For more on the show, you can find us on Instagram at Brand Me Podcast or at Preston Conrad. Be sure, of course, to rate, review, and subscribe and share on social. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you next week.